0: live and um, I know there's no one here yet and that's actually probably a good thing for the story that I'm about to tell because I just went to go live on my Safari browser and apparently my webcam that's built in to my computer does not support (laughs) it's not supported by Facebook I don't know I don't know you know someone who used to work at Apple you'd think he'd know these things Or as someone that's been podcasting for four years, you'd think you'd know to test-run this shit out before you actually start it. But alas, here the fuck we are. Um, So I guess I'll just sort of start with my usual thing, which is welcome back to another episode of Making a Martini. I am your host, Caleb Figgles, doing my first solo live recorded episode um, for the season four finale. It is December 31st. It is New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Eve, everybody. Um, I've got my, got my little champagne here. Um, and so, you know, I hope everyone gets to go out and celebrate tonight safely. Please, please be safe. Um, and uh, and have a great time. And, Bring in the new year. Bring in 2024. I'm fucking ready. I've been ready for the past six months. I've been ready for this cocksuck of a year to be over. I threw my pen down in case it comes through on the radio. On the radio. Ah. But, um, so. As I sort of said earlier in my Instagram story and Facebook story, if you had a chance to see it, great. Um, today we're going to be talking about, or the I guess the name of this episode is called On the Topic of Change. Um, originally I was like, you know what would be a great episode would be to do an episode on New Year's resolutions. And I was like, man, that would be fan-fucking-tastic. Let's do it. And quite literally, I went and looked at what I did the past couple of years. And last year, I literally did an entire episode on New Year's Resolutions. I also think it's funny that I can't get people to be on the New Year's Eve episode. Also, I probably shouldn't have recorded this episode on New Year's Eve at 3 p.m. But I don't... Who cares? You know, I at least got it out. I'm doing what I can for the world. Okay? Um, So yeah, we're going to be talking about change and what it means to change, what it takes to change, why people don't want to change, what's the fear um, and there is a legitimate fear and I'm going to try to pronounce it now. Should I have looked up the pronunciation? Yeah. Yeah. I really fucking should have, but did I, no, no, I didn't. Um, so I, I, the, the whole point of doing this one live was honestly just to test it out for myself. Maybe that's what I do next season is I try to do these episodes live and you know, I'll figure it out as I go. But, um, also I wanted to sort of get other people's feedback and right now we've literally had zero people show up and that's fine. That's okay. it's New Year's Eve and it's 3 p.m. I hope everyone's out drinking. It's what I would like to be doing, but I'm not I'm here doing this for all of you but I'm I'm also recording um, this episode through my little through my little app that is going to get posted. so um, if you do sh- you know show up and I'm talking about something that you want to talk about, just put something in the comments. I'll call you out. we'll talk. We'll have a conversation through the comments, I guess. I don't know. Apparently, there's a way I can add people to this video, but I don't know how to do it. So there you are. Um, but but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I have no expectations. I'm just here to have a good time, drink some champagne, talk with you lovely people. Um, if you show up, <laughs> and that's 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 it. Um, so let's just dive right in on the whole idea of of what it sort of takes to change. Um, because change, I think is something that's very scary for a lot of people. And like I said, there is a legitimate fear dedicated to the fear of change. You know how, like if you're afraid of spiders, you have arachnophobia, there's like an actual phobia of change. Um, and why don't we just get it out of the way now? I'm going to try to say it. Okay. Meta. Metath- metath- I've had two sips of champagne today that's it. And you, you saw one of them. Metathesiophobia, metathesiophobia. That sounds pretty good. And it's the fear of change. Um, and I just want to point out that the symptoms of this are anxiety, depression, fatigue, pain, and stress. Who doesn't have those fucking symptoms? Apparently we all have a fear of change. That's constantly happening at all times, but whatever. But what I want to kind of start with is what it, what it takes to change and to me and if anyone shows up and wants to chime in (laughs) please feel free um but you know i think what it takes to change is just the willingness to want to um i think that's one of the bigger things is that sometimes people just don't want to um now why that is different for everybody right but you know so often i think we as humans don't have the drive to want to be able to change or to want to make that sort of transition from one thing to another whether it be from bad to good hopefully not going good to bad whether it be neutral to neutral it's you know the idea of sort of do i really want to do this do i want to put the work in um you know there are any like Obviously, you can say, you know, like, I would like to have a more, like more money. That's a change I would like to have in my life. Well, who the fuck doesn't think that? My eye. Pop it back open. Um, but, like, sometimes I think that we as humans just don't have the drive to want to say, okay, well, I'm going to do the things to make that change. There's, like, work that you've got to put in with change, and it's not easy. It's, you know, for more money, you'll know, pick up a second job. Invest your money differently. Just save money. I struggle with that myself. I'm fucking terrible. I'm a goddamn mess, is what I am. But um, you know, there's so many things like we can want the change, but we can't. We don't want to do the things that will actually lead us to what that change is going to be. Um, and so, in order to make change, you've got to you've got to want it. You've got to want something, um, and you've got to be willing to put the work in to do it. Um, so. Uh, well, look, one person did show up. Oh my God. We're talking about what it takes to change. If you have any comments on that, whoever you are, I don't know how to see things. I don't know. But anyway, they're left. (laughs) It scared them away. (laughs) Oh no. Oh my God. This is going to be the shortest episode ever. Um, so one of the things, I mean, granted, so I will tell you, originally I've had three potential people coming on this show for this episode to talk about this. And so many people have sort of backed out. So the way, the, like the questions and the research that I had were f- like for episodes where I would normally have a second person. Cause normally when I do an episode by myself, it's just me like, you know, so I just sort of hit my bullet points. I write a few notes and almost like a little mini script and I go through that and I, you know, just work through it. Whereas this one, I quite literally just had the questions I was going to ask the person who was going to be here. Um, and you know, so I'm just kind of. This is my first episode, really, just winging it on my own. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Maybe this is the secret. Maybe this is what I have to do. You know, get those downloads up. Uh, but the next question I had for anybody was, how would you say that you've changed this year? Um, and and for me, I've had a lot of physical change, um, not with my like physical being body. Well, actually, yeah, <laughs> but we'll get to that. You know, anxiety is a great diet, the anxiety. Um, but, uh, you know, I moved this year, as many of you know, many, many of you who kind of brought her up on so many episodes. The dumb bitch that lived above me in my previous apartment that would just stomp around all night. Happy New Year to everyone but her. <sighs> Twat. Um You know, so I was just like, I can't do this for another year. I got to move. And so I did move. And to um, just fill everyone in, she wound up moving two months after I did. So if I had just waited it out, I would have been fine. I could have kept the apartment that I loved. I wouldn't have moved. None of this craziness in the past six months would have happened. Everything would have been fine. It's all been for nothing. But whatever. I love the neighborhood that I'm in. So cheers to, cheers to Bloomfield. To Bloomfield. Um, but yeah, I moved, um, you know, I wound up actually getting a roommate shout out to, to Qbert, um, which has been an adventure. I've, you know, I I did wound up having to send, um, Scooter to live, uh, with someone else for just a little while. The apartment that I currently moved into wound up actually being worse for him than the one I lived in before. And his anxiety shot through the roof as did mine because of that. And, uh, so he's now living with uh, my mother and his uncle and aunt, Daisy and Chester. Shout out to them. We love them. Um, and he's doing so well. He's so happy. He's just, he, he plays all day. He sleeps all night. It's fantastic. He doesn't sit on the top of my couch and just bark for hours on end. you know how they say that dogs that bark will tire themselves out? They fucking don't. Um, but so that that's sort of been like my my physical change. I think um, sort of mentally and emotionally, it's been kind of a, a, a big year. You know, I reevaluated a lot of things. Um, just last month I turned 33, which is not an age of any significance, I don't think. Um, but I think I got a little inside my own head and I was like, what are you, what are you trying to do with your life? I, Cause you know, I really do feel like for the first half of this year, I did kind of coast. And then when I, when I moved, something happened where I was like, you're not coasting anymore. You're just sort of like, you're stopped and you're looking at which way you want to go and you're like, what the fuck do I do now? Um, and so I think I've, you know, sort of taken stock and and spent a lot of time trying to figure out what the hell it is that I want, um, from everything, from my job, from my life, from my friends, from my, why did my voice crack? I'm not crying. I promise. Just having more champagne. Um, all these things. And I think that, um, it was a good thing. It was a good thing that needed to happen. Was it, did it take the best toll? No, no, it did not. But I, um, (coughs) excuse me. I did, uh, you know, I am grateful that it did happen and I am excited to see what comes of it. I'm still processing. Shout out to my therapist. I support therapy. Um, but yeah, well, I guess since we're still going, let's just keep going. Um, The next question I had for whatever guest was, what is the worst part of change? I I, I have, what is the worst part of change to you? As if I were asking that question to a person, but then I tried to pivot and make it make sense as just being me. However, I didn't realize it until midway through. So I sort of ended the, (laughs) ended it not as a question. Uh, But what is the worst part of change? In all honesty, for me, it's the waiting. It's the waiting for the actual change to happen. Um, And I'm just, I'm one of those people that I do sort of like that instant gratification and that's sort of the product of my generation. You know, we live in a world where not to be that person, but I just went to look for my phone. I forgot I'm going live on it. You know, you know, we we as people, you know, we we're attached to our phones. We're attached to so so much technology now that gives us that instant gratification. That your mind sort of just becomes very much cued in on it. And you know, you get a you get a, a, a beep on your phone or whatever it is. A why can't I think of whatever it's called? It doesn't matter. Um, but a text message, a Facebook notification, Instagram, Snapchat. You get all these things in your your mind. There's sort of a science on this where your mind it sends serotonin to your brain and it's that it again it comes from that like instant gratification and i because of that you know doing things that do take a little bit longer like making a big change in your life or trying to work on yourself or things like that it 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 becomes a bit more of a struggle because it's not instant and it shouldn't be i mean a lot of times change does need to you know take some time especially if it's a meaningful change um obviously you can change your clothes and that's pretty fast but and hey, sometimes that is instant gratification for people, and that's all you need. Sometimes you need to eat a Snickers. You know, you're not yourself, so eat a Snickers. Mm-hmm. I had so many Snickers over the holiday. Oh, by the way, I hope everyone had a great and safe holiday. I just realized that the last episode I did was before Christmas, so what the fuck? Um, but yeah, I think the the, the waiting is, is probably the hardest part for me um, because... While you're waiting, there's also that idea of, am, am I? is this working? Am I actually making a change? Am I doing it right? Is this all going to come to nothing? You know, and that's probably just my anxiety getting in the way, but whatever. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's really all I have to say about that. What is it about change that I think that people find so terrifying? Um, and this is the one where I started to get into the science of the metathesiophobia <laughs> is that um, people are afraid of the unknown. And that's, I think, for everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter where you are. You're just afraid of the unknown, um, especially an unknown outcome, I think. you know, um, the, And so the whole idea of change is that you're leaving something that you're used to um, and something that you're comfortable with or, or something that you're too afraid to not have anymore um, or something that you're just afraid to, to leave in general like maybe you're in a bad relationship, like a toxic relationship um and the fear is you don't want to be single so it's just easier to stick it out in a toxic relationship by the way it's not so please don't um you know uh, fear of leaving a job that treats you poorly i can talk about this for hours right you know i mean i've said it before i used to work at apple and it just you know apple is one of those places where it's Apple. Like, it's a Fortune 500 company. It's huge. There is job security there. There's no really fear of losing your job or being laid off unless you, you know, get fired or do something to warrant that. But even that's really hard at Apple. <laughs> um, there's plenty of people I know that should have been fired that weren't, but whatever. Um, but, but, you know, I, I, I chose back in 2019 to make the leap and go work for a company that was a company of, I was the fifth employee just to put it on, put, put that into perspective. Uh, so three, that'd be three. <laughs> there were three people. Cause two of us joined at the same time. Um, not that you guys knew that. I don't know why I made it seem like you should. That was more so for me. That attitude was for me. That was all about me. Um, but anyway, but yeah, I mean, it was a company that was not really, um, it's not well, it wasn't well known. We're, we're getting there. I think we are pretty well known now. We just won, um, We were in the top, we were the top, we were the third best company to work for in Pittsburgh for companies size one to 50 employees. So that's pretty fucking cool. Um, but, uh, but, but that, that fear of leaving Apple where I had, you know, I got stock options and I got, uh, you know, great benefits, health insurance, which I, I still get health insurance, you know, but Apple health insurance is insane. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that, but if they want to come for me, come for me. I'll edit that part out if there's an issue. I don't really give a shit. But um but to go somewhere where, you know, it it's just it's not as established. There is a fear there. It's this idea of um leaving that security and doing something that I knew was going to be so much better for me in the long run, but that initial like and you know, of course, I when I was telling my family about it, they were like, "Oh, well, Apple's like out of a big deal company and you probably will never have to worry." And I was like, "Yeah, but I hate everything about it. I hate my life." And, you know, I was miserable and I went to a job where I now work a nine to five. I've got my nights, I've got my weekends, I've got benefits, I've got all the things that I could ever possibly need and I actually enjoy the work that I'm doing. So it can work out, right? And that's sort of the 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 point um, is that there was that moment of just sheer terror. Where I was like, even though like the first like three weeks, I was like, did I just make a huge mistake? Not because anything went wrong, just because that like nagging feeling of like, something in the back of her mind saying, what did you just do? Right. And I worked through that. And then I don't even remember the point where I, where I did realize I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, you did the right thing. It probably was actually cause I, I started there in October of 2019 and I think I got to like Thanksgiving weekend. I was like, Oh my gosh, I have so much time off. I can spend with my family, which I really just spent with myself anyway because it's Thanksgiving. Who gives a shit? It's the stupidest fucking holiday. You spend hours and hours making a meal that takes you 20 minutes to eat cool. Thank you, pilgrims. Anyway, but yeah, I think that that's just, again, it's there. There's that fear of the unknown. There's also the fear of failure. I mean, nobody likes to not succeed at something. I mean, I'm sure there are people that do like it just for the attention, but it's, it's awful. It's like the worst feeling in the world. You don't want that. Um, but it, a fear of failure is probably another phobia that I could have looked up, but I didn't, I just didn't. Um, and, you know, not putting all this time and effort into something. And, and you know, sometimes this whole idea of change, it's not like a, a one-day kind of thing. It can be a year-to-year year kind of thing. And if you get to the end and you find out that it's not working or that you didn't do it right or something like that, like that's a, a terrible feeling. And <laughs> Nobody wants that. Um, nobody wants to fail. And I think that that can sometimes really prevent people from, you know, getting out there and trying something new or trying to turn what they're unhappy about into a happy situation. Um, so the, I think really sort of the final question that I have is what are you hoping to change in the coming year? Um, and I guess that kind of ties into the idea of a new year's resolution. Exactly. Which again, I talked about last year, in same new year's Eve episode, but I don't give a shit. It did what I did this this topic's about change last year was new year's resolutions i i don't know what to tell you i'm doing my best here everyone um but inviting me to join their broadcast like i'm already broadcasting you piece of shit hope that's not the person that's watching right now but um so what am i sort of hoping to change this this year um in my sort of new year's resolution i'm trying to be less of an accommodator And to any fellow accommodators out there, you will fully understand what I am talking about. Um, So the accommodator is the type of person who will start to sweat and have convulsions and their anxiety will spike through the roof if someone asks them where they'd like to go and eat. Merely because you just want to go wherever that person wants to go. You're like, I don't really care. I just want to go. where. I don't want to make the decision. I want to be that person that's like there. Um, And I am not good at that. I am truly terrible. And it was actually recently pointed out to me two days ago. I want to say that my sort of being that accommodator is really starting to affect me, not negatively, but it's like, you know, we had like this little dip wine and dip party, like, like Buffalo chicken dip, not like we weren't chewing. Um, and you know, it was sort of over and this person was leaving and I was just trying to like get everything cleaned up and make everything fine while this person was doing it too. And they were like, stop trying to do everything. You're just going to stress yourself out. I was like, oh fuck, you're right. I really am. I was like, I've got nothing to do. I have plenty of time to clean this up. I don't have to do it all right at this moment. Um, or, you know, like I said, the idea of, you know, someone asks you where you want to go to eat. Don't ever ask me that because I'm just going to be so nervous, and then I'll try to recommend something. And if that person ever says no, I'll shut down. I'll be like, nope, then I'm not picking a single other fucking place. And I don't care. But so yeah, my my what I hope to change is to be less of an accommodator. Not that I want to be aggressive, because I think that can be a severe overcorrection for me. And I do seem the type to overcorrect. <laughs> I very much so feel like I could overcorrect and just become a total cunt. Um, but I'm already there. Just in a nicer way. And I'm a, I'm an accommodating cunt is what I am. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on Facebook live. Well, if I get shut down, the episode's almost over anyway. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's probably going to be my biggest new year's resolution, um, is to, you know, try to stop doing so much for other people which sounds selfish, but sometimes you got to be selfish. It's important. I think people need to take more time for themselves and to do things that they want to do and to, you know, not to have boundaries with not only themselves, with other people, with their job, with their families, with everything, you know, it really doesn't, doesn't matter. But, um, you know, I'm going to try. I'm going to do my, I'm going to do my, do my best to not be so accommodating. Um, well, that's really all I... Question-wise, all I had. That's really all I had to talk about. Um, just fine, because we're about 23 minutes in, not counting the time that I started recording. So I don't know how long we've been talking or how long this live's been going on, but, you know, I, I, I believe these lives stay up. Um on facebook i think i think it saves like the videos and i think this is on my making a martini one i don't know i got stressed out when the when the computer didn't work the facebook like website didn't work on my computer so i switched to the phone who knows if i switched to making a martini this might be on my personal one i don't really know but um i think it is time for my final um announcement uh you know, unless, you know, I, I don't really have anything else to say on the topic of change. I think we covered it. I talked about the metathesophy of Yeah, I said what I said. I said what I said, and that's the issue. Um, but, uh, you know, oh, that's what I was going. That's where I was going. Um, man, I was doing so well. I don't think I tangented, 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 tangented. I don't think I changed course once uh, in the course of that until just now. But um, because I believe these episodes stay up on your Facebook, um, if anyone is watching it and they have something they would like to to add or comment on, obviously put it in the comments. I will respond. Um, I might even do a little follow-up episode to what people have said or brought up or anything along those lines. Because I think this is a good topic to continuously come back to. Because so much happens in the world that you just kind of got to you know, you roll with the punches. You're constantly adapting, and you should be. So change is never going to stop, and if it does, how sad your life must be. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> um, so on to my final announcement. Um, this coming season, season five, will in fact be the final and last season of Making a Martini. Um, now before you all just completely lose your minds and think, how will I ever go on? Cause the answer is probably like you always did. Um, I, have come to this sort of decision for a couple of reasons. Um, one, I feel like I have picked such a podcast type where it's completely conversational or topical that there's just so much out there and it's so overwhelming and I am just one person. Uh, and so doing all the research and all the scheduling and all the marketing and all the editing and doing all of that by myself is absolutely exhausting. And that is a perfect reason why you will have noticed that the past you know, two, three months, there has been a severe lack of episodes because I just ran out of you know, sort of ideas and inspiration and, and, you know, just the idea of having to go through and, and process something completely on your own. Um, like I said, from beginning to end of an episode, it's a lot, you guys. Um, now this does not mean that making a martini is done forever. Um, in fact, it is actually, there's a couple ideas in the works right now for us to come back, um, completely revamped and retooled and, um, possibly with a guest host, please for the love of God, possibly with a producer, which would be even better, Um, And I guess today I will officially announce the creation of Making a Martini Productions, which Making a Martini will be a part of, obviously, Um, as will the new podcast that I come up with or come out with. I'm coming out with a new podcast. I don't know when. I don't know how, but I know something. I'm giving you guys a musical tribute episode at this point. um but yeah so making martinis fucking over um hope you guys had a good time but but we still have one more season left so season five is actually going to be a revisit of all of the guests that have ever been on the episode plus two additional ones that just didn't quite make um it on this season just due to scheduling and, and the one i'm very very excited for but she is you know currently a working actress in new york and that's a hard schedule to work around um so i'm very excited to bring her on um as am i to bring on my roommate quentin i mean he's gonna be on one i forget what our episode what we talked about it who the fuck knows but um but yeah we're gonna revisit all of the old guests it's gonna be a complete hodgepodge of topics i'm letting them pick whatever the fuck they want to pick to talk about and bring them back on and that's what we're gonna do um so I'm also hoping to hit the 100 episode milestone because I've really wanted to hit that. And plus I have this whole idea ready for the 100th episode. Um, not actually for the episode, but just a way to promote it. So, so look forward to that. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for what's to come. I am so grateful for everything that making a martini has given me and, uh, sort of the lessons that I've learned. And I can't wait to apply all the things that I did wrong to the new podcast. So I don't make those same mistakes again. Um, And so with that, I would just like to uh, leave you with a tiny little song, as I always do. And so here we go.
1: Unforgettable Never before Has someone been more Unforgettable In every way And forevermore
0: I just want to take this moment and thank every single Making a Martini listener, fan, for an incredible four years so far, and I can't wait for the next season, for us all to share this time together. Thank you from the bottom of my heart.
1: That someone so unforgettable thinks that I am unforgettable too.
0: Wait, 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 wait. wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is Making a Martini season finale. That song's a fucking bummer. I think we need something a little bit more upbeat, something a little bit more, you know, New Year's Eve. So fucking hit it.
1: If you say something is taboo, well, that's the thing I want to do. Do it till we're black and blue. Let's be bad. Guns and gangsters suit me fine. Al Capone is a buddy of mine. He's my big shot valentine. Let's be bad. If spirits are sagging, if feet are a dragon, fall off of that wagon. The piano hums through the bass and drums, and I'll be dancing when Hoover comes. Don't if you tied the knot, most folks want what they ain't got. Melt the ice, some like it hot. Let's be bad. Here's my whistle, make it wetter. Let me wear that scarlet letter. When I'm bad, I'm even better. Let's be bad. Say bye bye, propriety. No polite society. Give me notoriety. Let's be bad. Bring on the vices Don't care what the price is I'll add the right spices When the stand-up bass slaps you in the face
0: Well, it ain't my husband I'll embrace
1: I can't see the use in waiting Your lips are intoxicating Do my hips need some translating? Let's be bad If I drown in bathtub gin Notify my next of kin They might grieve or might jump in Let's be bad Plays and O'Neill dramas Gershwin is the cat's pajamas I'm the queen of the Red Hot Mamas Let's be bad each crook and G-man, each cop and he-man, just stick with me, man. Every joint's a juke with my red-hot uke, and just like Judas once said to Luke. Here's the key for my ignition, hit the gas through my transmission. When you hear the things I'm wishing, you won't offer opposition. Let's prohibit prohibition. Let's be. Like it hot and that ain't bad.